Good morning from Nashville, Tennessee. This is Bobby Shaw with the Cutting Onions Podcast. I'm so excited today for this episode to drop. This is uh, my first conversation with my new co-host, Miles Gift, where we had just an incredible discussion around the restaurant industry and hospitality, but not hospitality in the way that you think. Hospitality more coming from the guest towards our employees. Uh, We talked about a number of great topics, including the customer isn't always right, how to invest in our people, check on our teams, make sure they're doing well, make sure they're healthy, uh, all the things we need to do to not only improve retention and create opportunities for our people, but just to be a great human being. So it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed having Miles on the podcast and looking forward to having great discussions with him in the future as well um, with other uh, with other people that are on the podcast as a guest, which are coming soon, which we're very excited about. So it, it'll be so fun to have someone alongside me helping ask questions and just engaging in some great discussion. So thank you very much for joining us on the Cutting Onions podcast. And here is this episode with myself and Miles Gift, episode number 41. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Cutting Onions podcast. I am so excited to have Miles Gift back on the podcast, but this time, this time as a co-host, not as a guest. And so super excited about that. And uh, this is something that Miles actually, he brought up a while back now. I don't know, Miles, what, maybe a couple months ago, maybe? A couple months. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And he said, hey, what do you think about having a co-host? And I said, hey, that's a great idea. And uh, so we've been talking uh, about how we wanted to do this. And so, you know, one of the great things about this podcast that I really love is that I've been able to talk to talk to people like Miles, right, who are industry leaders who are doing some amazing things out there in terms of building culture and running excellent operations. And that's been super fun. And uh, but there's also a number of other things that we can also talk about on this podcast. And you know, things that are really impacting the restaurant industry and that are impacting the people who work in this industry. And, you know, for lifers like me and Miles, who've been doing this for a really long time, we know there's a lot of other stories out there to be told. And, and uh, I don't want to talk to myself. I don't want to talk to myself on this podcast. So it's going to be great having Miles. And, you know, just to let everyone know, we will have guests again as well. And, 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 uh, you know, certainly, you know, we'll do that. And, you know, we'll have guests that we'll both be able to talk to, which I think will be super fun but i'd love for miles to just take a minute just kind of introduce himself and and kind of what he's up to and what he's doing and and then we'll uh, jump into the topic for today so i'll turn it over to you miles go ahead yeah you know uh, i've had some some professional changes since since you and i talked what a uh, year and a half ago maybe yeah actually. really early on early on it, it feels like yesterday and then it feels like three lifetimes ago all at the same time Absolutely. um <laughs> with everything that's been going on. Um, yeah, we've had a few changes, I think, in the world since we uh, since we were on the podcast yeah. last, so. Yeah, um, I don't think there's a shortage of things for us to talk about uh, as we as we go forward. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, kind of as a, as a recap for me and kind of, you know, setting uh, the, the, the stage going forward. You know, I grew up in the Midwest, a place called Lake of the Ozarks that I know you're uh, very familiar with. I'm actually heading down this weekend. I'm actually heading down there this weekend. I am. Congratulations! It's it's always a it's always a great time. Well, hang on. Let me think about this. I'm going to Ozark, Missouri, which that's that's 
that's there. Um, it, yeah. it, it, it's not there, but it's in the area. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Are you going to Lambert's doing any? Uh, I don't know if we're doing Lambert's or not this weekend or not, but uh, it's going to be a pretty quick trip, but, but uh, it'll be good to be down there. Of course, you know, I grew up, uh, spent part of my years growing up in Springfield, um, which I don't know if we talked about that. I think we might have, but uh, I grew up in Springfield kind of Republic area, spent some time yeah. down there. So not really like the Ozarks, but, but in that part of the country, which I really love. Right. So you know this is the god's country you know in the that's right that's right so um you know just just like anybody i think you know i uh, went to college trying to figure out what i wanted to do and and uh, thought i never restaurants never crossed my mind as i was going through you know and, and going through uh accounting is what i kind of started and uh, you know cpa and and kind of migrated over to business and you know found my way one day into the restaurant business and uh, 20 plus years later, you know, looking back, um, it's been, it's been a great ride. It's, it's been, the restaurant business has been really good to me. It's been hard days, long days, uh, as you well know, but, uh, you know, so last time you and I talked, I was in, uh, Las Vegas, um, doing, doing some restaurants there and, uh, have recently had an opportunity and I've moved over to, uh, Santa Barbara, California is if, you know, I, from the Midwest, you know, you've got this super beautiful though, super beautiful. Um, yeah, you know, you know, Oprah and, and, and Brad Pitt and all them are, you know, my, my next door neighbor kind of thing, but, uh, ah. You know, it's uh, it's beautiful. So, so I've got uh, I've had this opportunity come to come to uh, a concept called Kyle's Kitchen. Um, super great guy named Jay Farrow is, is you know the owner, um, and he named it for his son. His his you know his son has some disabilities, uh, and he he just does great things in giving back to the community and really being involved and engaged and, and donating a lot of uh, you know the profits to. To local organizations that do you know special things with folks and and um you know when i when i met jay and, and saw his concept it's like you know the first thing you gotta gotta do is believe in in what you're selling you know from a product standpoint and, and understand that you know you're gonna feel good about what you do on a daily basis but then you know that extra thing that he's doing and, and reaching out to the community and, and engaging it's like uh you know just something that i definitely wanted to be in, involved in um you know, the, the California laws and all the things that we, we have to deal with out here, um, you know, uh, as I think anyone would be, made me have a little hesitation. It's like, hmm, you know, it's, uh, do I want to get into that uh, yeah. hornet nest? Um, but it's been, you know, I've been here, you know, a month plus and um, it's been a great ride and, and enjoy what we're doing and where we're going out here. Man, congratulations. That's really exciting. And uh, I know I've done a little homework on the brand. It looks like there's a lot of great things happening there. And, and that's really, uh, that's really great. And they are lucky to have you. So Appreciate uh, yeah, yeah, no, but you know, it is important. I think you bring up something really important. Of course, I made a change here recently as well. And I, I don't really think I've talked about it on the podcast, although I did interview last, last week, I did have an interview with the gentleman who does kind of the social media, the digital marketing for us at Unforked, you know, Sheridan's Unforked, which is a uh, small concept. So kind of like what you're kind yeah, of like right. doing, right? We both come from kind of larger, larger mm -hmm. organizations and, 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 you know, it's very different to come to a smaller organization and scale it. And yeah. 
but also really challenging and really exciting and really fun all at the same time. I mean, I'm having conversations again with, you know, GMs and, you know, leaders about, okay, who's yeah. next? You know, who are you developing? You know, what's happening here, you know? Uh, and it's really great. Like, you know, how do we get the proper yield on this pork butt? And, you know, let's make sure, you know, that we're doing it right. And so all these kind of basic blocking and tackling and, and you know, fun things that, you know, as a, you know, COO, as a VP, you know, don't always get to do, but you get to do it when you're small <laughs> because yeah. you're wearing all the hats, right? <laughs> well, and you get to bring that, that, you know, all of the training and all the structure that you've had at some of these larger places and you get to, you know, you get to bring it here and institute it and really make your mark on the culture and, and, and the, you know, pace and, and growth of the organization. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what I love more than anything, you know, I was working in one of the restaurants yesterday in Overland Park, Kansas, and I sat down with one of our shift leaders and, you know, his name is Reese. And I said, Reese, you know, tell me what you're thinking, you know, kind of, you know, one of the things we did this week, we have a, a weekly managers meeting, you know, and it's fun to sit in those meetings. We usually share like some sort of a learning, right. Some sort of a podcast or some sort of a book that, you know, we're working through. Yeah. So one of the challenges I threw out this week to the team was, you need to develop your replacement. You need to think about at least one person, hopefully more than one person, but at least one person that you can develop and, you know, to replace yourself. Because like you, you know, we have a new store under construction right now, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, a new one forked coming in Westwood. Thank you. Yeah, no, super excited about that. It, it got long delayed with COVID, but we could spend a whole podcast on on that yeah uh, and i'm sure we will <laughs> yeah absolutely uh you know it opens up uh late late 2021 and then we have another we have another new store coming next april so we're going from two to four uh in just about nine months time so that we you know which is great and uh, so with that comes opportunity so it comes comes with that yeah. comes with the opportunity for me to you know make sure i talk to everyone about how important that people development is right and uh so now I love that you're doing that and I'm doing that. And I think uh, we're both kind of doing very similar things kind of right now in our career path, which is, I think, really fun and interesting. So. Well, and it's easy, you know, these days with LinkedIn, you know, it's sometimes and especially, you know, you post a lot, which is awesome. Um, and it's, you know, it's easy to follow each other's careers and, and yep. other connected with. So, yeah, you know, I think that's a good point. You know, I think that, um, I think that LinkedIn, you know, whether you love it or hate it, if you happen to be listening to this podcast and like, oh, LinkedIn, you know, I think it sucks. It's horrible. You know, it's turned into Facebook or whatever, uh, which, which, you know, I see going around from time to time. But yeah, the reality is, is there's so much great content that is actually shared by industry leaders, which I think is, that's great for everybody, right? Yeah. And you have to yeah. sift through the stuff that's not really meaningful to you and that's fine, but there, there, there's, there's a lot of great content out there and you're right. I, I, I think it's a chance to learn. I think, I think learning in this industry, I mean, and of course, you know, you know, this miles, um, it used to be like a premium, right? Like it used to cost, you know, thousands right. of dollars to go and get yeah. you know, training or education or go to a seminar and you can still do that stuff if you want, but, um, there's also so many free resources out there, right. That, you know, you can learn, learn so much from, great leaders who've done so much in their career and you know you can pick some of those things up and go you know what i'm gonna do that i'm gonna try that you know and that's i think yeah. one of the huge benefits yeah because i think i think that's what it's all about right is is you have so many decisions to make on a daily basis 
and it's, it's, you, you know, you're, you're just kind of going, going, going. And then at some point you stop and look back and, and evaluate the decisions you made. And, and I think hearing that different perspective, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I reached out to you to, to kind of see if, if we could go down that path is, is giving people the opportunity to just hear a different perspective, how people are reaching their own decisions and what they're doing and, and what, what some of the, uh, the outcomes of those decisions and, and make, you know, give people peace of mind that, <laughs> you know, some days in this business that you're not crazy, you know, uh, that the people are going through the same thing and, and hearing their struggles and sometimes hearing their victories and others and, and just, uh, just being that maybe calm in the storm of, of especially the restaurant business in 2021 and going into next year, you know. Absolutely. I think that on that note, I think that you bring up something that's really important, um, which is that uh, we all struggle. We all have hard times and it's okay to struggle. You know, it's okay to say that out loud. You know, it's okay to say I need help. It's okay to say I need extra resources. Right. And I think for a long time in this business, and this is for sure a podcast at some point is, you know, you know, everyone not everyone, but a lot of people used to feel like, Hey, you know, I don't need any help. Like I got this, like, you know, they don't ever want to seem like, you know, they need any extra assistance. Right. Well, the truth is we all do. Right. And, you know, we can find that a number of places and, you know, we can do that yeah. in a number of ways. Brought up, brought up shift leaders. I, I experienced that yesterday. I had a brand new shift leader, you know, kind of running shift. And I wanted, I wanted to be there just as a resource um, for him as, as he kind of gets going with us and, and I could see him struggling and I could see his frustration. And I, you know, I kind of, as, as he and I circled back later, I, I told him, I was like, I, I wanted you to feel that struggle. I wanted you to feel that frustration and know that it's okay. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to be frustrated. And what, it, what it's going to feel like is you continue through and come out on the other side. And so I started engaging him in, in how he was feeling and what was going on. And, and I said, it's okay to, to reach out you know, I'm in the building for this reason. Let, let me know that you're struggling. Let me know. And so trying to build that early on that communication with him that, Hey, if, if you don't have to be a superhero on, you know, your second or third shift, it's okay. Reach out, let us know you're struggling. That's what we're here to do. We're here to help. We're here to remove the obstacles and the frustrations for you. And you could just see the relief. And he, you know, he even made a couple comments, but you could see the relief and the tension just kind of leave his body as, as you were having this conversation. And, you know, just the, the fact that we were talking about it and, and um, giving him the opportunity to talk about what he was frustrated about, you could see just, um, you know, he, his demeanor, his, his pep in the, you know, in this step was different as he walked away and finished the rest of his shift. You know, uh, and I would say, I would almost guarantee it that he'll never forget that conversation with you, right? Like he'll never forget the time that you sat down uh, to take, you know, the time you took to sit down with him and actually explain that to him, right? You, you know, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting you say that because <clears throat> I often think about, I was, I was in college and I was a, an assistant manager trainee at Walmart. And um, I was stocking the Valentine candy aisle. And if you've ever set module at Walmart, and stock the Valentine candy aisle or that, you know, it's, you know, the, you know, the disaster that I'm speaking of. So, so I'm, 
I'm sitting there with pallets of boxes of candy and trying to, you know, set set shelves and all the stuff that goes along with it. And the general manager uh, of the store who, you know, he was responsible for a lot of stuff. And, and he went flying by walking, you know, walking by my aisle and he glanced down and saw me and he I, I hear him stop. And, you know, you get the dress shoes on the on the tile floor in Walmart. You know, I hear him stop and he comes back down my aisle and he opens a box and he he stocks one box with me just checks in on me how's it going what and then he leaves and it's like to this day 30 years later you know almost that made an impression on me that hey stop what you're doing check in on your people it's the little things that you know there's no way in the world he remembers that interaction but it made such an impression on me that that I've told that story so many times over you know over my career I absolutely love that I absolutely love that and, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this because I think unintentionally, and that's the, you know, that's the thing I think I love about this particular podcast is sometimes, you know, you mentioned something and it's not at all what you were planning on talking about. And sometimes yeah. you mention something that's a perfect segue into what we want to <laughs> talk about. And uh, I think, I, I think that's what you just set up so nicely for us. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, you sent me a potential topic that, that, you know, you thought, Hey, this might be good to talk about on the podcast. And it's the perfect thing that we should be talking about on this first podcast together. So I'd love for you to kind of, you know, start the conversation off and kind of tee that up and we kind of talk through it. And I'd love to just really welcome anyone to, to put any comments in here. And when we actually post this episode, you know, we'll, we'll give a little overview of what we're talking about, because I really want people to listen to this, because I think that there's few things that are more timely than this particular thing in the industry well you know we've we're we're in such a a tumultuous time with you know with what's going on and and people's reactions to what's going on and and then i think on the back side of that is their release of their emotions and so um you know the the thing i sent over was was dealing with how do we deal with with people that come into our buildings that are um, you know, not in good moods, let's put it, you know, the, and they kind of take their frustrations out on our staff. And, and you know, we talked a little bit earlier, um, you know, um, about all the things that we do in this business and the, and the crazy days. And, and then this is really kind of new. You know, you have that, you've had that occasional guest in the past that, you know, was having a bad day. And, and um, you know, our, our staff, uh, we, you know, we, we did the best we could to train them on, on how to deal with that, you know, and thank them and, and, you know, just, just, just give them great service, kill them with kindness. And, and today it's, it's that times 10 um, with, with both, I think the quantity and, and the level of people that come into our buildings frustrated and take it out on, on our people. And we know, we know the environment we're in with hiring and, and how difficult it is to get people to, to want to come work in our restaurants. And then, you know, so we, so business is good because we've got the third party vendor. You know, so, so we've got this extra avenue of, of creating sales. And so businesses, um, and a lot of times is, is really good. And, and the people are not there in our restaurants to support it. And, you know, it's, it's, how do we deal with that? How do we interact with our people to number one, prepare them for what they might encounter. And then, you know, how do we coach them through, you know, dealing with the interaction, you know, it's, it's how do we circle back and, and, um, you know, kind of talk them through it. Absolutely. You know, I think that one of the things I wanted to mention, and I know 
we didn't really talk about this before the podcast. We spent a few minutes just kind of saying, hey, this is a great topic. However, I know you've been in this business as long as I have. And uh, one of the things, especially at McDonald's, and I'm grateful for, for my time there, you know, spent many, many years there, you know, 17 years all in, you know, between my franchise time and my time with the company. But I went to Hamburger University in 1992 or 1991. 1991. And one of the things they sent me home with was a super cool rock and engraved on it was, I can't remember exactly what it said. I have it around here somewhere, but uh, it, there's a reason I don't have it out is because it's no longer true. In my opinion, this is going to set some people <laughs> off probably. This, so there's nothing like a little drama on the first podcast for you miles, but this rock said, this rock said like the golden rule of customer service, I think is what it said. And uh it said the customer, it said rule number one, the customer is yep. always right. Rule number two, if the customer is wrong, refer to number one. <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but you know, if you happen to be playing this podcast and it's not 2021 and it's 2023 or four or five, <laughs> you'll remember that we just went through uh, these last 18 months have been pretty much a living hell for uh, everyone in the industry. And everyone's really done a great job of really battling through it, you know, but the, the reality is, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say it, Miles, is that I just read a stat earlier this week that in the month of September, 51% of all restaurants couldn't pay their rent. 51%. That's a lot. 51%. Yeah. It's a huge number, right? And unfortunately, these are a lot of smaller organizations, right, that don't have a yep. lot of private equity investment, you know, they don't have that infusion of cash that a lot of larger concepts have and, you know, and talk about stress, talk about yeah. stress, right. And so I just want to say out loud that especially over these last 18 months, I think we've seen what you're alluding to and, you know, what the article that you shared, uh, which was so good was, is that the customer is not always right. And, um, you know, just recently over the last six months, I've really begun to say that out loud. I mean, um, the most important person to our business is not the guest. And that's a very different line of thinking than right. what we all kind of grew up with. The most important person in our restaurant is that person working in that restaurant. Right. And they are our direct customer, right. As the leaders of the organizations in which we, in which we work and, so I just wanted to say that out loud. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's it's a great point. And, and I've even started calling it over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I have our, my internal guest, which is my team, and my external guest, which is, you know, our customers. And, and you know, when I had first uh, made this transition out to, to Vegas and, and took over that group, um, you know, in meeting number one, I asked, I asked my, my group of leaders, my above store leaders and GMs, who's the most important person in our restaurants? And they all said our, you know, our customers and around the room. And, and I don't know if it was peer pressure from number one saying it, they felt like they all had to agree or, or if that was their perspective, which, which you're right for, for so long that it, that's been the perspective, but, but I said, no, you're all wrong. And they looked at me like the, you know, the, some, they were, the dog whistle was going off and turning their head sideways. And was like, what, what are you talking about? And I said, it's, it's our team. Our team is the most important person in our building. If we, if we treat them right um, and, and we show that we care, our guests won't love us until our team does. And so when, 
when that's our focus and, and we do everything every day, the thank yous and the little things along with the big things, then that can't help but shine through to our guests. Our, you're, when you go somewhere, you know when someone loves their job and when you know when someone hates their job. And so if we go every day to create that, that team that loves their job and loves where they're at, then that shines through the smiles and the eye contact and the care about how the guest experience has been. And, and um, so, yeah, I think you're spot on with, with that. And, and if that's not your daily focus, then I think you need to just stop and kind of reevaluate what you're doing and what's really important because when, when you set expectations and, and you, you let your team know that, Hey, these are the things that we want to accomplish. And then you, when, when they do those little things, it's not, it's not 1988 anymore where, you know, it's, uh, you know, the thing for you is your paycheck. You know, that's your job. That's, you've got to, somebody sweeps the floor and, and a thank you is important to get them to sweep the floor next time, you know? And so, so yeah, I think, I think you're spot on with that. Well, and, you know, I think that the tension between what we're talking about is, you know, we know that's real and we know on the other side of the transaction on the other side of the relationship with the guests they're struggling too because as much as we talk about that there are restaurants out there that can't pay their rent we know there are people out there that can't make their house payment that they can't pay their rent they can't make their car payment whatever it is right so i think the unique challenge that we face as leaders is how do we bring those two uh two groups together right how do we acknowledge that hey this is hard this is really hard (laughs) <laughs> and it's hard for a lot of people. So how do we, how do we love on that guest so that, you know, they in turn want to love, want to love us. Right. Right. And, um, you know, one of the things that Jim Sheridan talks about a lot at Unforked Sheridan's Unforked is, is that, uh, you know, you have to love your staff. You have to love your staff. You know, and you said it earlier, right. I wrote down is that our guests won't love us until our team does. And I think that's yeah. super powerful. Right. But we have to love our staff and 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 be able to figure out what that looks like. And then how do you bridge that gap between the person who's working in the kitchen or working up front or making custard or making sandwiches or whatever it is? And and how does that how do we translate how does that translate to the guest in a way that it feels authentic, it feels true, it feels genuine, and people begin to realize we're on their side. Right. You know, Danny Meyer talks about this thing. I I just I'm a huge, big fan of Danny Meyer, you know, obviously, and he's done some iconic things in the industry. But one of the things that, uh, you know, he talks about is that our team needs to know we're on their side, you know, and if if they know that and they believe that and that's true for them, that's going to make it way easier, you know, uh, I think, to help to bridge that gap. So I'd love just to kind of kind of unpack all that a little bit yeah you, you know and, and going back just a little bit to the the guest isn't always right you know it's it's like today it's it's so heightened in, in the interactions that we've got in the restaurant it's in, in the in the past i think it was you, you know the, the the frustration from the guest i, I would almost call it mild in, into what the reaction is today and so You've really got to train your your leaders above store, but but especially in store leaders on on how to how to deal with that interaction. And then at what point do you 
do you not deal with it anymore? And I think that's the hardest thing today is because it, it can get, and we've all seen the videos out there, right? Uh, you know, people of different brands um, and doing some silly things. And it's at what point do you stop allowing the guest interaction at that point, you know, and, and when do you shut it down? And I think we probably all have our own, um, you know, comfort levels with that. But, but in, unless you talk to your leaders in the stores and you, you let them know what the expectations are and you role play with them a little bit and you do all those things when they're in the moment, they won't know how to, how to handle it and, and what they, at what point, you know, they should shut it down or, or what point that, you know, they, they need to do something different or make a phone call. And, and um, so, man, I just, it's, it's communication and everything is king, but, probably no more important than, than something like this, because you're, you've got physical interaction sometimes with guests that you see. So, um, you know, I don't know when you first started to notice it, but for me, I think it was probably last, maybe a year ago, maybe where I actually had to physically, you know, you mentioned the physicality of, of, of what could be happening. Right. I had to physically get in between a team member and a guest and um i asked her to leave you know yeah and i didn't realize the power of that for me you know and for you and for a lot of leaders out there that's just the right thing to do there is i don't know that you can say xyz has to happen before you do this yeah yeah but but for me uh I knew it was the right thing to do. Right. And she was pissed and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call and I want to talk to someone and I'm like, well, you're talking to him, you know, so if you want to call me back, you can, (laughs) I'm happy to have the conversation with you. Uh, But the deal is what I didn't realize is, is that, cause I'm, you know, all the things were taught, right. Try to isolate the problem, you know, try to move it away from the rest of the guests, you know, don't make a big deal and all those things. Right. That's how we were trained. But where this happened was up front, right? In a fairly full, in a pretty full dining room and a pretty full kind of front order entry area, right? So, but uh, the power of that moment really came home to me when when it was all over, over there, you know, and it was done. Uh, the person that ha- was on the other side of it, my my person, right? My team member, my staff member, came up to me with almost tears in her eyes and, and said, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, I'm like, oh, right. you, you absolutely didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know, and I'm like, thank you, you know, for doing your best to try to make that, you know, situation right. But I think that's a, I think that's a moment that, you know, and I, I think what you mentioned is really important that, you, you know, you do some role plays, right? You kind of talk it through, like, when is enough enough? And, and sometimes um, it escalates very quickly. Yeah, and it's such, like you, you said earlier, it's such a paradigm shift in our thinking as, as leaders and restaurant operators. Um, and it's, it's impossible to recreate or, or create in advance, uh, you know, every situation that's going to, that's going to transpire and you, you do your best to kind of give, give them guidelines on, on how to, how to handle it and be prepared for it. Um, 
but you know, knock on wood to this point, you know, I've had upset guests in, in some of my restaurants, but you know, not to the, the physicality point that I've seen that's out there. Right. But, you know, to the same thing, I've, I've had to ask guests to leave, you know, because of language or, or, or whatever other situations are happening. And, and, and it's it's uncomfortable at first. And but but what you get is the respect of, of your team and, and they understand that what you say is they're the most important person in our building. They, they believe that and they know that you're there to protect them and to make sure they're in a safe environment. Um, because if you, if you don't do that and you don't make that, that shift in, in how you approach it, your, your team doesn't believe the words you say and, and ability is gone. You know, I think it's probably a good idea to look at the article that you were mentioning, uh, because it's such a great article and we'll put this in the notes for the show whenever we post this episode, but there was a, you know, this, this, this article, I believe was shared from LinkedIn, right? So it was shared from LinkedIn. But as with all those little articles are, it was really good, had some great information in there. But to that article or to that link, there was attached a much larger, a much larger article, right? I'm, I'm just going to read part of it here. Um, Restaurants and other hospitality industries have had little choice but to, to abandon their long held mentality of the customer's always right, which is what we've been talking about today. As, worky, as workers deal with unruly customers say enough is enough. A recent report found that 62% of restaurant workers have suffered emotional abuse and disrespect from customers over slower service and mass requirements, with almost 80% saying it's taken a toll on their mental health over the past year. As a result, some businesses are joining campaigns like Please Be Kind, right? So it's just, it's, it's really, really fascinating that the Restaurant Hospitality Association in Rhode Island has come up with this Please Be Kind toolkit, right? <laughs> Uh, which is which is super cool right and again we'll put all these links on the show notes but this is this is real this isn't like it happens every once in a while this is this this is like kind of like rubbing on the red line of 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 the industry especially when you when you look at the report that was attached to the link which is from i believe it's from black box until black black box intelligence and it says now that hourly turnover in restaurants is now surpassing pre-pandemic levels, right? So, and when you look at the categories that you and I both operated in two miles, which is they now call limited service. So in 2019, it was 135%. In June, 2021, that number had jumped to 144%. That's staggering. Staggering, yeah. It's just yeah, we, staggering. You know, yeah, you know, um, my 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 training and my my engagement with people was was always, um, you know, talking about when the guest comes in, taking taking what could have happened and why the, why they're presenting themselves in this way into consideration. Like you, you mentioned earlier, maybe they I always use the example, you know, maybe somebody ran over their dog. You know, it's like so right. so they're they're set bad mood. They're you know we just don't know. And that's, that's kind of one to throw things out there. We've all, we've all had bad things like that happen. And we went somewhere. Um, and, and maybe this is the place where they release their tensions and their frustrations and, and all of the things. And, and it was always so much milder back, you know, I say back then, you know, a couple right. of years ago, <laughs> right. you know, and it was, you know, you could just, you could, 
it, the reaction from the guests was just, um, you know, it's if you smile and, you, you know, you you just apologize, they, they kind of get through it and they move on. And, and today it's, you know, I, I still teach that. I still coach that to, you know, consider, yeah, yes, it's just a hamburger, quote unquote, or just a taco or a custard. But, but people may have been saving up all week. This may be their one treat for the week or That's for right. the month that they get to go out and, and, and have someone, you know, wait on them and, and they're not cooking and doing dishes. And, and it's a little, you know, it's a treat. And so we have to understand that we may be that for folks where their, their treat and their, their time that they're getting to spend away or money away. And, yep. and so be proud of that. It's not just a cheeseburger. And, and so when, when our folks have that, that perspective on things that, that, we want to create the guest experience that rewards them for spending their one time out of a month on us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it just, it's, it's the mindset around dealing with it, but now it's different. And, <laughs> it, is and I don't different. Know it is different. And, and, you know, I think it's interesting because you bring up something really important, right? Like the guest is coming in to spend their hard earned dining dollar. Right. And there's a lot of places they can go. For some reason, they're choosing to come in to our, you know, to our businesses. And that's really fantastic. And of course, we're being very appreciative of that. And, you know, we realize that what we're talking about here is a small, small guest segment that is creating a lot of issues for uh, a a lot of team members that are working in restaurants right now. So we, we, you know, certainly want to express our appreciation for the guest who comes in and who's kind and you know, it just yeah. wants to enjoy a great meal and, and, you know, love the experience. And, you know, um, we have a cashier that works in Overland Park at Unforked and he's, he's like six, seven. I mean, he's so tall. I'm like, why are you not playing basketball? But, uh, but his name is Nolan and Nolan is fantastic. And we have guests that are coming in and, you know, we, you know, like everyone, right. We realize that part of the, part of what you have to do, if you run a restaurant company, if you own a restaurant company is, it doesn't matter how great the food is if the hospitality is not there, right? I right. Super fair to say. And yep. uh, Nolan is like the king of that front front register. I mean, he's just, you know, helping yeah. people through the menu. He's just having dialogue. He's just coaching. He's just he's just really a great kid. And um, so you have to have that part of it, right? You have to have the operational excellence. You can't suck operationally. You're going to have customers that are unhappy, regardless of we're in a pandemic or not, right? Or coming out of the pandemic. But the oh, yeah, and is, I, yeah, Nolan sales because they want to come and, and be part of his. Yeah, absolutely. 100%, right? We had someone come the other day yeah. and ask for him. I'm like, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I'm like, this is spectacular, right? So, so I think what I love about this little report that's attached in the uh, Black Box Intelligence link that we'll share is number four concern that employees have is the concern about their their health, you know, both the mental and the physical health, right? And what it says in this article, this is all from, this is all from a lot of data research that they've done. It's pretty cool. It says that uh, 66% of workers would would return to the restaurant industry if the right conditions were met. 66% would return, which I think is a lot. Uh, The problem is, is they put up with so much, right? So in this, uh, in this research, it says that uh, 62% have experienced emotional abuse 
from the guest. Um, almost half have experienced em emotional abuse from the managers that they work with. About 15% have experienced some sort of harassment, sexual harassment from customers. And then another of the same percent have, have experienced from coworkers, right? So it's like, okay, you know, like that's a lot going on in there, right? They're, they're putting up with, with a lot. So like, you know, what, what can we do, right? What can we do to help our employees uh, be able to deal with all this, right? There's like, you know, you have all sorts of things happening, right? You have the mask mandate that in some parts of the country is still a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you have some that it's not a thing at all, right? Uh, you know, you have some restaurants that, you know, I've read about and, and you may know some personally too, but that are now implementing some sort of a vaccine mandate. That's mm -hmm. a whole nother layer of, of yeah. problems, right? That we're going to have to deal with, right? So some of the actions in this article that says that we can take, and I love these, these are really good. It says, number one, if you are going to enforce any type of mask mandate or the vaccine, you need to provide support and ensure that employees understand what to do, right? Ensure that they're actually willing to take yeah. on that uncomfortable, uncomfortable responsibility. Uh, and then number two, and I think this is probably the important, most important thing you mentioned, I don't know if it was on podcast or off podcast, but I think it's really important to say you're doing a team meeting this Sunday, right? You're, mm -hmm. You could be doing a lot of other things on Sunday other than doing a team meeting, but this is important for you to do, right? And the number two action that we can take to help improve the health of our employees is to create an open dialogue between the staff and managers to get ahead of any potential issues that could hurt retention, right? People want to know what's going on. People, people want to know um, that they have a voice, but they're also being championed, they're being protected, that they feel valued. And and, and I don't think that's something in the industry we do enough of, of creating that open dialogue. And, you know, I'm talking about in every area, like one-on-ones, pre-shift meetings, you know, what does that look like and how do you create that open dialogue? So maybe we could spend just a few minutes kind of talking about that. Yeah, you know, for me, it's, it's I, I continually talk about being intentional to my leaders yep. about whatever, you know, it's, and I had a, a leader at one, at one time, that threw out a phrase that I have latched onto and, and, you know, turned into one of my isms over the years. And it was uh, mental persuasions relentlessly applied. And so as, as I talk about being intentional for, to our leaders, it's things like this, it's things like engaging with our team and having meaningful, meaningful conversations. And you mentioned the pre-shift huddles and just little opportunities that we get people together we touch base with them. We, we pump them up. We, you know, we, we figure out if there's something that we can help them with going into shift or, you know, even during shift as we, as we read their body language and their mood. But for me, it starts with that constant communication with my above store leaders and, and in store leaders of reminding them it's this gentle persuasion relentlessly applied that, hey, this is what we're going to do. Hey, this is what we're going to do. And just continuing that message. And then in store, role modeling it for them, you know, showing them how to have side conversations and, and touch base with people and thank them. And um, I think talking about the climate we're in and the situation we're in with our team is so important for, for them to, to know that we recognize it 
and for them to understand that we appreciate that them that they come to work every day and that they're on time and they they wear their smile and and that they're engaging with our guests um, because in those little moments, either in our in our management meetings, all store meetings, um, or just the one on one sign off conversations, that gives them the opportunity to have just real conversations with us. Just like, a, you know, the, the shift leader yesterday, it's like, right. we are, we have different responsibilities in the organization, but we're on the same team and let's That's just, right. let's talk about what's going on. And, and I think those are more important today ever than ever before. It's, you know, I think we both grew up in the industry where, you know, people would walk around with a sheet of paper and, and write down all the reasons you suck on it. You know, right. and then they would give exactly. <laughs> they would give you, and then they'd leave. You know, and then they'd come back in a month and say, "Okay, what have you crossed off your list of, you know, uh, of items that I gave you?" We're not in that environment anymore. We're not in that climate. It's it's much more personal um, today. And and if if you're not doing those things, and if you're not intentional on the, those things, I think you're missing a very important part of how we connect with our team. And to your point, keep them mentally healthy in, yeah. in what we do every day, because it's not easy. You know, I tell people that, you know, I'm not going out doing hard physical labor, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm mentally exhausted on all of the conversations and the, the intention around the conversations, the planning for the conversations and making sure I try to, you know, navigate them well. It's just, it's person after person after person after person and you're you're exhausted absolutely uh and, and and i think that that is the thing right it's that intentionality um it's that um i love your uh, little term here the gentle persuasion relentlessly applied it's i think it's it's realizing that we don't know we don't fully understand the impact that our words have right and sometimes you're having that conversation with someone, even in the middle of a pandemic. And the reality is 17% of restaurant workers have chosen this industry because they wanted it to be a career choice. I mean, that's what the data says, right? That's, yeah. that's what the research says that we're going to share in the podcast notes. And I mean, that's a lot of people, right? That's 17%. Mm -hmm. So if you have a staff of like 50, right? You're talking about, what is that? Like 10, almost 10, almost 10 people, right? Yeah. want to make that a career that's huge so how do we leverage that right um and I how think do we recognize absolutely you know? right definitely a podcast conversation coming on that uh <laughs> there's so many things we can do there's so many things we can do uh but you're right though by creating that positive work environment through all the things that you're that you know that you're explaining right to people like it's it's creating that uh, environment, being able to meet their needs, um, doing those things can help reduce turnover and attract top talent. Yeah. Because, because yeah. I think that one of the one of the things I'm really happy about and proud of and super respectful of is that at Unforked, you know, this whole adage of you attract what you have, it's true. It's yeah. it's it's real, yeah. right? You you attract what you have. And um, when you uh, when you don't have all the right people in, in all the right places, it can it can be a deterrent to your recruiting efforts. But if you're working hard, and we'll talk about that on another podcast for sure. But if you if you are creating that positive work environment and you um, 
are helping to meet the staff's needs that you know you have and you know you're treating them with care and respect i believe that the majority of them are going to stay they're not going to leave for you know a few cents more an hour sometimes even they won't leave for a dollar an hour right um, I think that um, they're going to stay. And then again, if we know that that many people choose it for an industry, 17%, you know, we need to figure out a way how to recognize and how to reward that. Yeah. And, and you know, on this topic, the formal personal development plans uh, I've found have been, it takes a little more time and you've got, you've got to be a little more intentional to sit down with that person or, or, you know, lead some of your in-store leaders to, to every Tuesday at two o'clock, for instance, you know, we're sitting down with Joy and we're talking to Joy about her development and what's happening. So they understand and, and they're in control of their future. Here are the things that we, we would like to work on. And these are some of the tasks associated with those, you know, those bigger thoughts. And, and they can take that and run with it and, and work on developing themselves as much as we're developing them. And they know they can see then that future ahead of them versus this, uh, you know, it's up in the air. And sometimes people talk to me about it. Sometimes they don't. It, it, it just creates. And when you when you create that culture and, and people know it, then you start having them raise their hand and say, hey, what about me? You know, I, I would like one of those. And and it just creates this different environment of people, you know, working to help themselves. and and. And like I said, raising their hand versus you always not knowing and always having to find it. You missed an opportunity and somebody left and you look up and they're, they're a leader somewhere else down the street. And it's like, oh, you know, I missed, you know, but it's, it's because we weren't engaged with it. Absolutely. Man, this podcast could go on forever because I have so much I want to say, but we got to save some for the next one. But you're right. I mean, I just want to say yes. I just want to say amen to that. And having these, what I call a development journal conversation, right? A career development journal conversation. And, you know, there's all sorts of tools and resources out there. And I'm sure, I'm sure some of you listening have some that are better than what Miles and I have, but we have yeah, uh, some absolutely. that are really good and that have worked for us. And, and uh, he's, he's exactly right. That, 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 that is, that is the, uh, that is the most important thing we can do uh, is to be able to create that type of environment where people know, you know, what I used to tell people is I, I want to go from, and what I still tell people is I want to go from when we hire someone, I want to grow. I want to go from, we're hiring someone to fill a position, right? We're hiring someone to work in the kitchen or work up front or mm -hmm. work in the, work in the dining room to where we're hiring a future leader. You know, and what I like to say, and what we said all the time at Chipotle is we know that not every person we hire is going to become a GM, but we yep. want them to know they can like we want them to yeah. like do it right and that, yeah. I, I think that's magic i think that is uh that's really magic um and another thing that's been magic is this conversation this is this has been really fantastic and i hope that uh everyone who's had a chance to listen to this um will take this to heart review the information that we're going to send over uh, as a part of the show notes because it's really good i mean this uh, report it's uh, about 17 pages and it's really fantastic I've got mm -hmm. two reports I'm going to send over uh, on behalf of me and Miles, uh, the link to the Please Be Kind toolkit, which has posts for Instagram, has uh, posts for uh, all of your different uh, social media type things. So, uh, but this is, uh, this has been really good. And I hope it's been helpful for everyone. And, uh, and Miles, thank, 
thank you. Thank you for joining uh, me on this little podcast. So this will be episode 41. So kind of cross that number and, and uh, now we're in the forties. And uh, so this has been really good. And I really look forward to us being able to have a lot more conversation about so many great topics and, 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 you know, you know, we want to hear from the listeners too about, about what you want to hear us talk about. Right. Uh, So if there's a topic that's on your mind that, that you feel like uh, is just a hot one that we should be doing, we want to do that. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, thank you for bringing me on board and, and, you know, uh, letting me be a part of this uh, journey that you're on. And um, I, I know it's going to be a blast. And, and, you know, my goal, again, is, is hopefully just to, to bring, you know, a different perspective as people are thinking about the journey they're on and the things they're doing and, and just hearing that. When we talk about people development, it's like, yes, there I've got tools, you've got tools. It's like, it's like having a baby, you know, there's never the right time to have a baby. There's no, you're financially. So, right. so don't perfect tool to develop. Just have the conversation that the person across from you doesn't care if you have the worst tool or the best tool that you're using. They care that you're sitting down having that conversation with them. So um, just, just little things like that, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I know that I'm going to learn from you and from, uh, from the listeners and you know, the comments they make. And I'm just excited about, about going down this journey with you right back at you my friend right back at you this is awesome well thank you all very much for your time today and for joining us on the cutting edge podcast and miles and i will uh, see you back here on another episode next week thank you all very much hey thanks so much for joining us today on the cutting edge podcast both myself and miles truly appreciate it We hope you enjoyed that conversation. Hope you enjoyed thinking through with us how to help support our teams in the midst of the toughest labor market that we've ever seen in our careers. And also just the heightened stress that everyone is feeling on both sides of the relationship, the guest and the team member and the staff member in your restaurants. So uh, this was an important conversation. I uh, would also uh, just want to remind everyone to check out the uh, great report from Black Box Intelligence, which talks so much about this information and just gives a great restaurant industry update on the market and on what's happening uh, in the market post-pandemic with the restaurant employee. It's an excellent report. August 2021 is when it came out. It's called The Post-Pandemic Restaurant Employee Who Wants to Work and Why? And just talking about the unpredictable ride that uh, the industry's been on over the last 18 months and how, you know, certainly we're all feeling that with the labor shortage and the retention crisis. So it's a great report. I pulled much of what we talked about on this podcast out of that. So my thanks to Black Box for the incredible uh, report that they put together. It was uh, super, super helpful and uh, you all should check it out and we'll post that in the show notes as well so thank you thank you all so much hope you enjoyed this episode we look forward to seeing you back here with another episode very soon on the cutting names podcast with myself and my new co-host miles Giffen.